for the first 10 years I didn't go, mm -hmm. but when I went back for the millennium and started talking to different people and visited a hospital, that's when I, I actually saw it. And even being here in the United States, you hear this person has it, that person has it, but they catch it here, you know, because there are people who've been living here and you hear them, they have AIDS and then they go home to die. So that's when I'm like, oh my God, you know, didn't know that it was in the fabric of Haiti. Paradise resonates through Haiti's breathtaking beaches and majestic mountains from afar. Up close, one can see roads lined with garbage and broken cement blocks meant for scores of half-built homes and buildings. In the Haitian capital, Port-au-Prince, the poverty is immediately apparent as crowds of children run up to cars begging for money. The country's poverty and high rate of unemployment have been driving the AIDS epidemic that has already killed some 300,000 Haitians in a country that now has the greatest number of HIV cases in the Caribbean. And studies show HIV, the virus that causes AIDS, is spreading most quickly among women. At night, numerous sex workers gather at the corners of dimly lit streets in downtown Port-au-Prince, hoping to score big. In the dark, it's relatively easy to remain anonymous, not so in the daylight when you can be recognized by neighbors. Elizabeth instructs her friend to park away from public view as she tugs at the front of her wide-brimmed hat, trying to cover the rashes on her face. She says she joined the sex trade seven years ago because it was the only way she could make money. Okay, so I started doing it so I could send my child to school, so I could take care of myself. I realized I had to go make money to help pay for my son's education. If there are a lot of people, I can go with $200. $150. If there aren't a lot of people, I go home with $100. Then there's the issue of condoms, the keystone of AIDS prevention throughout the developing world. In the sex trade, there's a lot of ambivalence about using protection. Some of them want to, some of them don't want to. There was one guy who said he could give me $30 to do it without a condom. When I didn't agree, he grabbed me by the neck. God saved me, and I ran away and didn't have sex with him. But Elizabeth acknowledges there have been many times when she agreed to sex without protection if business was really slow. The risks of the job caught up with Elizabeth. She recently found out she was HIV positive. Dr. Emile Harold Charles says Elizabeth's story is a common one. The problem is when if the prostitute asks for 250 goods, some clients can offer four or five times what she is asking for sex without a condom. So that prostitute, who has three kids or five kids waiting for her at home, who needs milk, bread and meat, at midnight, if she has not had a customer, she is going to accept. 
Dr. Charles was Haiti's director general of the health ministry for nearly three years before he resigned at the end of 2003. Looking back, he says Haiti encountered AIDS as early as the late 1970s, but didn't know it. The Haitian government used a lot of prudence early on in dealing with the problem, which started with cases of prolonged chronic diarrhea and with rapid weight loss, as well as a change in the texture of people's hair. In the early 80s, we began to see the first deaths. Doctors say the first wave included homosexual men, but pretty soon Haiti identified other high-risk groups such as sex workers and people who traveled often for work such as truck drivers and soldiers who could further spread the virus. Just as Haiti was grappling with the epidemic at home, it was fighting an unexpected battle overseas when it joined the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's list of HIV high-risk groups that came to be known as 4